I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby? Just jump back in? I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey, this is Dustin, and welcome back to the Old Man Style Cards podcast. I have been off this podcast for like, I don't know, maybe two weeks. I got to get back on it. So we're back for this next episode. Miss you guys. Um, celebrated uh, a birthday uh, at the end of February. Uh, my daughter had a birthday at the end of February as well. Lots going on. There was even a card show that I attended that I'll update you on. But lots happened over the last, you know, two, three weeks. But I'm back and we'll try to get back on a routine of getting this out uh, at least the episode once a week. So I hope you're doing well and collecting and having fun along the way. Lots to hit you with. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on in. Uh, I believe this is episode 15, I believe. So I'm going to jump on in and have some fun. And it's going to be all over the place. Great time to advertise my Instagram page. Make sure you're following that at Old Man Style Cards on Instagram. Again, that is Old Man Style Cards on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at Old Man Style Cards. And then on Twitter, you can find me there at Old Man Style Card. No S on that, just Old Man Style Card. So let me kick it off with a shout out. Um, lots of cool people in this hobby. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, he's not on Instagram, but the best place to find him and where I found him was on Twitter. And uh, his ta- his uh, account is Junk Wax Heroes. So that's all together, Junk Wax Heroes. Go give him a follow and check him out. He has awesome content. It's pretty much everything that I love, which is that 80s and 90s stuff. Uh, this this guy really has some awesome content. Also has a YouTube page as well. Uh, but he's he's been doing um, different breaks. Basically, like every other week, he'll have a break on Monday night at nine o'clock, and he has a break coming up uh, this Monday at nine o'clock, where he's going to be actually cracking open a encased uh, from PSA an encased nineteen eighty eight Fleer basketball pack. And he is also, uh, he's going to open all the cards in that pack on, on, a, on a live stream and probably give away a few cards to that pack too. And that'll be fun. And this is all free, by the way. That's why I love Junk Wax Heroes. He's just building up content and, and just having fun with the hobby. And then he's also giving away a graded, I think it's a graded either six or seven Michael Jordan uh, 1988 Fleer basketball all-star card where he's like, gliding from the foul line one of the most epic junk wax basketball cards he's just giving that away for free and uh so yeah give him give him a follow i actually uh, have been on all of his breaks so far and each time i just uh, type into the chat that i want a certain card and sometimes i win that card sometimes i don't and the last break i never win anything and then he spun a wheel with like 33 people on uh the wheel and I won uh, a chance to win the Randy Johnson 1989 Fleer card if he pulled it from the box. And he did pull uh, one of those from that 89 Fleer box. So I'm getting a free 
1989 Fleer Randy Johnson. So if you're into this car, if you're into this card, you're listening to the podcast, you're going to be into this uh, guy's breaks and content that he puts out. And again, go give Junk Wax Heroes a follow. Awesome dude, and awesome, basically giveaways that he's doing. So shout out to my guy Junk Wax Heroes. Uh, let's see. Let's switch gears. I've got some notes in front of me. Let's let's switch gears to the Raleigh Card Show. Uh, there was a Raleigh Card Show not uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. And hit that up in the. It was at the. It's at a building called the Whole Hauser Building in Raleigh, North Carolina. So if you're not, you know, if you're not familiar with the podcast, I am based out of the Raleigh, North Carolina area, and uh, go to these Raleigh card shows pretty often um, as the last year or so I've been going pretty often and uh, every time it's at the whole Hauser building it's a circular building and it's awful so uh, anybody that's gone to the Raleigh card show uh, they do have whole Hauser building it's just an awful awful location to have a card show where the tables are set up in a circle and the lighting's bad they even have curtains on top of the windows up top of the building so you can't really see well inside Everything I'm describing to you is just a literal nightmare. And then some of the vendors um, put their, uh, when they set up their cases and stuff, they're hanging over the edge so it makes the walkways really tight. And sometimes you can't even walk through a certain area because people are clogging up um, the walkways and looking at cards. One guy was even, had he had chairs out and they were going through dollar bins right in front of the walkways. And so people had to turn around and walk the other way. Just an awful, awful setup um, when they do this card show there at the whole house or building. So if anyone's affiliated with that Raleigh card show and you're listening, please stop having it at that location. Just, just awful. I will say from the Raleigh card show, from a positive side, Pokemon cards are exploding and on fire. That's the most excitement and most vendors I've ever seen at a card show lately selling Pokemon cards and not just selling, people were buying. And there was a lot of transactions going back and forth with Pokemon. So Pokemon's your thing. Go, you know, definitely hit up one of these Raleigh card shows. There's always um, some some pretty good vendors there that are selling stuff. And just very, very popular product right now. So uh, Pokemon's your thing. And you're in the Raleigh, North Carolina, or in the state of North Carolina, you may want to come down and check out uh, the Raleigh card show. Uh, another thing I noticed outside of Pokemon, though, is I felt like the crowd was slower, uh, and maybe it was because of the location and people feel like I do, or it was kind of it was kind of rainy that day. I went on Saturday, and didn't seem as crowded as I've as I've seen other shows. Uh, lots of looking. Uh, I would say probably half the vendors there, just like most card shows, you know, refusing to negotiate much. Uh, some just didn't even want to get up from their seats. And then he had some great, you know, uh, folks selling cards there that were talking, engaging with people. Um, but it just didn't seem, um, as big of a crowd at that show. Um, but I mean, there were some, I, I do know like, um, uh, Roth cards, R-O-T-H cards. Um, he's a big YouTuber. He set up a small table and was selling some pretty high end stuff. So, I mean, you're getting a draw from, you know, a couple, a couple of people that are big into the hobby, not just him. There were some other folks that I saw that had been at bigger shows, and there were some good setups. It just, just didn't feel 
um, as good as some of the other shows, and the crowd there was seemed to be more into the Pokemon than the actual sports cards. Um, I didn't get too much at that show. I'm trying to think what I got. So at that show, I just focused on getting some card supplies, but my main guy that was there, he was not able to be at that show, and um, ended up getting some uh, top loaders that had um, the color top loaders that on the sides could have different colors. So I got the black ones, and those are pretty cool, and those, um, instead of paying for shipping, I just went ahead and got some BCW top loaders with the black on the side. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, BCW uh, makes blue, green, black, uh, maybe orange, um, but blue, green, black. They make a couple of different colors. Check, check them out. Pretty cool because if you want to do like a color match, like I love, um, I'll talk about this in a little bit, but Wake, uh, Wayne Gretzky with the black uniform, you put that uh, card into one of those cases with the black on the outside, that pop between the jersey and the top loader looks really cool. So if you're getting bored of the clear sides of your top loader, just a way to spice it up. And it was the same price of getting a clear, you know, top loader than it was getting one that was black or blue or whatever. Uh, so I got some top loaders there, um, negotiated with a guy to get a 1990 upper deck hockey box. He had it for 25 and I said, can I give you 20? So I got a 1990 upper deck hockey box for $20. I uh, saw one of my buddies um, that I've had been able to make a good relationship with. And I mentioned this on several podcasts, but in the in the hobby, you know, it's important to make relationships with people or just like in anything in life, you should make relationships and um, keep good connections within the hobby. And got a got a really nice guy that uh, I think I've told you about uh, on previous podcasts where I bought a whole bunch of stuff uh, over Christmas and uh, he was there and, uh, you know, he, he had most of the stuff that I have gotten uh, over the last year. So it's nothing too um, different than what I'm trying to find to fill up my collection. Uh, but he did have, and I, I hadn't opened it in about a year, and I hadn't really done this yet where I've had a repeat box. But um, outside of the 1990 hoops, I did a repeat box. I've done two boxes of 90 hoops and two boxes of 90 skybox. But I haven't done a second box of 1991 upper deck basketball. And let me tell you all, the 91 Upper Deck Basketball is so clean, so crisp, so, so nice. I mean, I love, love, love the 91 Upper Deck Basketball cards. I mean, in that box, check out my Instagram page. I, I posted the hits of this. I mean, I ha I got every single Jordan in there uh, except the hologram Jordan. And there's two different holograms that are in that. Um, unfortunately, I got uh, Debt of Shrimp twice. Um, so if you like Detlef Shrimp's hologram card and you're listening to this podcast, this would be it. This would be something I've never done before. If you want the Detlef Shrimp hologram card, I will mail that out to you for free. All you got to do is message me on Instagram and let me know you heard on the podcast that I was giving away the Detlef Shrimp hologram. I will give you a pack fresh Detlef Shrimp. It's a pretty sweet card, actually. So if any Detlef Shrimp fans or Seattle Supersonic fans are out there, that's coming to you for free. But outside of getting bombed in the hologram side, I got the Michael Jordan base card on the la in the last two packs. But prior to that, I got three stay in school Michael Jordans, a Michael Jordan all-star card, uh, a Michael Jordan uh, versus Magic Johnson card, and the Michael Jordan checklist card. So every single, basically like five different Jordans in that box. But, I'll take, but take Jordan out of that. I know it's hard to do. 
But if you took Jordan out of that, I mean, the Scottie Pippen card is sweet in that box. I love the Scottie Pippen. The David Robinson card is underrated. Sean Kemp's a sweet card. Gary Payton screaming and making a no-look pass in one of his cards. I mean, there are so many supers. Larry Bird's in there. Larry Legend, you know, he's in there. Magic Johnson's card, sweet. John Stockton, Rodman. I mean, you got uh, a Hall of Famer after Hall, Hall of Famer. But what's great about those cards is the artwork on the front is sweet. And then you flip the card over, and the artwork on the back of those cards are really sweet, too. And so uh, definitely I would put that and peak junt wax in the top 10 boxes that I love. I got to put 1991 Upper Deck Basketball right there at the, at the top of the list. Um, and I need to make a rankings chart of that sometime soon, but I would put 91 Upper Deck Basketball up there. So go check out my Instagram and check out the hits from that box. Uh, really, really cool. But yeah, outside of that, yeah, 91 Upper Deck Box. Uh, got some card supplies. Got some sleeves. So they're a dollar from BCW there. There was a vendor from BCW. And got a whole bunch of sleeves, so I didn't have to pay um, any shipping on that. I, I had mentioned, and, and sometimes I forget, that there's you know there's new new people to the hobby that listen to this or follow my Instagram page. Um, you know, you can't find sleeves at Target or Walmart. Uh, you can at your local hobby shop, but sometimes like those sleeves can run you, you know, $2 or more. So if you're trying to get multiple stuff, I sleep every one of my cards um, that I have, like except the, except the you know, the, the crappy cards. I don't sleep those, but all my cards are sleeved up and I, I go through quite a few sleeves. So I try to save money when I can. But uh, yeah, when you're at a card show, definitely, you know, get supplies. That's a, that's a big tip for you guys is to get the supplies. Uh, but, you know, Walmart and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think Walmart's the key is Walmart has 35 top loaders for $4.99. It's a pretty good deal. And um, if you're in between card shows or you don't have enough or you need to put a top loader on something, um, hit up hit up Walmart. I kind of remind people about that a lot. But supplies are kind of underrated in the hobby. So take care of your stuff, especially if you're open a lot of packs like myself. But again, the card show was kind of slow. I really just got the 91 Upper Deck Box, the Hockey Box, and some supplies. Talked to a guy about an 88 Fleer Michael Jordan um, basketball card. I want that for my collection. Uh, it was centered pretty. It was centered pretty well, um, left to right. But top to bottom was a little was a little tricky. But the corners were nice and sharp. And so I asked to look at it, and he just was like, "Oh, I'll just give you fifty dollars for it," and didn't feel it really good. Um, as I was talking to the guy, like I couldn't really see the card well, and I decided to hold off on the Jordan uh, 88 Flair card. Um, so yeah, those are the only things I got. Saved my money up, and, um, and other thing that I got for my birthday was a couple other uh, graded cards. I bought a, a filmed. Oh, actually, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, nothing, nothing too much of that card show, and then um, I end up leaving that card show. And just got a few things. So if you're ever in the Raleigh area, though, we do have good card shows here. Pretty much every two or three months, you'll find a good card show here. And I uh, hope to see you out there. If you're ever out there, just give me a shout. Let me switch over. Let's talk a little bit about the hockey boxes and the hockey rips. Um, I, I just recently opened a 1991 Upper Deck Hockey. Just posted those hits today and uh, 1990 Upper Deck. Uh, those two boxes, I mean, Upper Deck Hockey, we were just talking about basketball for Upper Deck. Upper Deck Hockey's sweet. I mean, I'm not a huge hockey fan, um, but, you know, pulling out a Wayne Gretzky is like pulling out a Michael Jordan, in my opinion. And then Mario Lemieux, you know, Jerome Jagger, Messier, 
uh, you know, Pavel Bure, Solani, um, I mean, so many, so many good Belfour, so many good players that you can pull uh, from these packs. Uh, I just highly recommend that. It's a cheap pull and a great way to add to your collection. Uh, it was funny. I call it. We were talking about Jose Arribe on the last podcast. I was joking with somebody. I was like, "Man, the the <laughs> I got pulled these nineteen ninety upper deck hockey cards, and I'm going through, and the cards are sweet. Then you get to the holograms, and they're like ghost cards, like." It's just shiny. <laughs> there was nothing on the back of the 1990 Upper Deck Hologram inserts. So there's a white back, and then on the front, it was, it's just like shiny chrome. And you can not you can barely see if any player's on the front. You have no idea who the player is. And did some searching and some asking on social, and people told me that the 1990 Holograms has kind of got worn down through the years, and they're all like that. Um, and so none of them are really good uh, inserts. Um, but yeah, look those up. If you have a chance to go back in time, check out your 1990 holograms, see what they look like. If they're not ghost cards, give me a shout. But yeah, if I always give people tips. If you're looking like, if you're looking for a good uh, junk wax rip and you love hockey, definitely do Upper Deck. Um, there's Bowman Score, other you know Stadium Club, other versions of hockey in those years. But I really think Upper Deck is uh, one of the top notch ones to do. Uh, let's switch gears to look at my notes here. Let's switch gears to card grading. Uh, made a post about this at the tip of the week. Um, and w- one person got mad, like one person literally, like, literally messaged me and was mad that I didn't talk about Beckett. Uh, you know, I mentioned Beckett. I didn't say that Beckett's my favorite. I just talked about my top three and you, you'll see in the hobby, if you're new, returning, whatever, I mean, people get passionate about this card grading and I'm passionate about it from the side of, I'm just still not fully sold on it. And I also just don't have the money that I want to spend on grading cards. But I will tell you, uh, you know, one tip with this is if you're on the fence or you're trying to save money, uh, do what I do. Just, you know, as you're opening packs of cards, set aside the cards. You're like, okay, man, this one could get a 10 or a 9. Like, this could be a high grade. Or if it's an older card, it could be an 8. Like, you know, if you get... A good look at a card and you're like man this is really good but this one isn't make a pile and just keep them and put them to the side and be like i'm just put a note on it that says to be graded later um because a local card shop here called oak city sports cards they were at 28 dollars a card now they're at 22 dollars a card and they're an sgc official uh, provider of grading and they sent it all for you and uh 22 is still a little pricey uh for me so i'm hoping that'll go down later so i'm just kind of holding out um because the risk is you send a card down and you might you might just get your money back or you might not even get your money back as the card gets graded um but i did like a post about card grading and i put all these uh, side by side and my my top my top three favorites are i would say uh sgc psa and uh rare edition so sgc is your black tuxedo is what they like to call black tuxedo so it's black borders black case and some of those cards that you put in a sgc holder like my unc gold edition michael jordan that i have on my pin post on instagram i mean that thing looks awesome because the gold and black the carolina blue and white and black just looks really good looks better than being in a clear case that psa does and then rare edition is an expensive one, but they have Gorilla Glass. Uh, they've got encoded inside their um, their their um, when you get your card in case. There's like 
basically like all kinds of stuff that help with counterfeiting. And it's got a lot of security to it, but it's super, super pricey. And so kind of like try to take people through this real quick. PSA is still the number one grader. Um, they grade the most cards consistently. They've been doing that, and they are the number one um, card grader. Doesn't mean that they're the best and uh, be all end all in this thing. So be careful with all the PSA fanboys that you might see online or you may just always see. But if you know, if you are trying to resell a card, PSA will give you you know about eight to ten dollars more than an SGC graded card. And that stinks for me because I don't have anybody locally doing PSA grading and I don't want to just send in an individual card because it can add up and be very pricey just to go the route of, um, of doing it myself. And so PSA does have about an 8 to $10 increase. But like I said, PSA cases are flimsy, not as, not as great looking, but they do have good resale. SGC has that black label. Not as good resale, but they're still legit. And they, at the most recent uh, national card show, they graded a Mickey Mantle, and that was a nine point five SGC. So they're, they're, I mean, they're a legitimate grading company, but not many, as many cards get graded by them. And in the market right now, they just don't resell as much as PSA. And then I put Rare Edition in my top three over Beckett and any and CSG and any other any of the others. Is because Rare Edition is just the cases are the best. Like they they're they're nice and thick. Like you drop them, they don't break, they don't crack. So I mean, it's just they just look really good. So check out that company called Rare Edition, and that would be a card, in my opinion, if you were just trying to showcase it in your own personal collection. Um, would be great. Uh, you're just not going to get the resale that you would get on a rare edition card that you would get for the same exact card and SGC or PSA. But if you really want a great way to keep your card protected and show it off currently, it would be rare edition. But I think they're coming um, for some of the big dogs. It's just it's going to take some time. But I mean, the way it's the way it's running right now with this hobby, it's just PSA is kind of like the the top dog, and so they're just you can't really take them down um, currently the way that cards continue to get sent that way. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. And like I said, my process is right now, I've, I think I've literally just, I've just sent two cards down uh, to SGC to be graded and both came back nines. Very impressed with it. Um, but just been saving my money and making a pile off to the side at my house of cards that I will eventually send down. So that's my process. Um, over the course of my birthday, I did get uh, a PSA 9 Frank Thomas and a PSA 9 Anthony Harder. So PSA 9 Frank Thomas 1990 score with that epic clouds background and a neon green border, which is such a sweet, iconic junk wax card. And then got another rookie card, 1993 Flair Ultra, um, and got the Anthony Hardaway rookie card in a PSA 9. And that's a great way for me to transition to the last topic, uh, eBay. I, might, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but eBay. If you're using eBay, um, just, just take your time. Like If you're not in a rush to get something, um, just take your time. Just kind, kind of search around. And if you're looking for, like I was, the Anthony Hardaway rookie card, just, just catch something in an auction. And that's what I did with this one and the Frank Thomas and got these for both very cheap. And they're they're 
in PSA holders, which is great because I don't have either of these cards uh, graded yet. And they basically, I just came swooped in in the last, you know, two minutes or so, watched it. Hardly anybody were bidding on these two cards, put in a last second bid and won both of them for really cheap. And so if you're, if you're wanting to get, because uh, I talk a lot about opening junk wax boxes, uh, but if you're wanting to get like a single card and you have it and, and not have to send it down to get graded, you know, every once in a while just type in the search bar, you know, Frank Thomas or Michael Jordan or whoever the player is, and then type, then hit this in when in your search, hit ending soonest, and just look at all the things that are about to end. Uh, if you can catch an auction at a random time, like for example Friday at like three fifty. Um, you're gonna might you might have more luck at Friday at three fifty than you would Friday night at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock when everybody is probably hanging out and looking at eBay. So catch the um, auctions at random times. Um, set alerts on your eBay, and uh, sometimes like I'll just um, highlight the thing I'm looking at, and somebody might send me a lower bid automatically. So. Just take your time, but I will say on eBay, man, it's tough out there. Like I, people are less likely to negotiate on eBay than they are at card shows and other places because I just had not a lot of luck with negotiating on eBay when it comes to cards. And so, yeah, just take your time and um, be careful on a card you may see where you're like, oh my gosh, the card is only a dollar fifty, but yet they put shipping for five fifty, and now you're actually paying seven dollars for the card or six dollars for the card or whatever it is. Be careful. Watch the whole, you know, sale. Um, if you are doing an auction, be careful about bidding because you could win something. You got to make sure that that's what you want to do. But yeah, eBay is still fun. I enjoy it, and I don't do a lot of it. As I do a lot of research on eBay, I do a lot of comparisons on what's being sold, uh, what's it being sold for. I actually had somebody that I thought. Um, you know, that I've been talking to on Instagram, uh, on my page for a while. He was like, Hey, I got this card if you're interested. Cause I was talking about how much I loved it. <laughs> and he was just like, uh, Hey, I'll give this card to you for $75. And I thought that was kind of high. So then I went to eBay and, and checked the box, the boxes that said completed and sold. And the same exact card he was trying to sell me, uh, was $25 and not 75. So when I told him, I was like, Hey dude, like, that card selling for twenty five, not seventy five. He didn't say anything to me, ignored it, um, and that's how people get uh, scammed. Honestly, in the hobby, is that you think you got a good deal, or if you don't understand what the card's actually selling for, you could pay three times the cost of the card and not think about it. And so, be careful and be wise with your money uh, out there, and when you're using eBay like that. Random thing I'll leave you on uh, today, and. Uh, Actually, two random things I'm going to leave you on today. First one, 1990 score. Um, I left that box out in the card show. I actually did get a 1990 score box. He was selling it for 35 I offered 20 and he took it. So that was another box that I'd, I'd opened for the second time. Um, to this day, I've never pulled a Ken Griffey Jr. card out of a 1990 score box. Uh, did not pull any Frank Thomas rookies in, the, in this new box that I got, but in the first box I did. Lots of good hits. You can go to my Instagram page and see the hits I got from the 90 score box. But, guys, I did pull the Bo Jackson shoulder pads card, the black and white epic junk wax card. And I was so pumped, and I slowly pulled the card out of the package. <laughs> and it was centered beautifully. And then I turn it around, and there's like some weird stain on the B 
on the letter B on the back. And it just looks awful because it's on the blue um, color and it just looks awful on the back. So there went my potentially PSA 9 or 10 Bo Jackson. And uh, this is how it goes. So uh, check that out. I talked a lot about the Bo Jackson card. So check that one out. And then uh, last, oh man, uh, talking about eBay again. I saw this, like, actually, there's a documentary on Netflix. Check that out with Nolan Ryan. So if you're looking for a good show to watch over the weekend, check out this documentary on Netflix about Nolan Ryan. And I, and I remember hearing about this, and then I didn't realize there was a card about when Bo Jackson, this is uh, when Bo Jackson was at bat and Nolan Ryan was pitching. Nolan Ryan throws a fastball. Bo Jackson, like, cranks the ball right off of Nolan's lip, hits him in the face, busts his lip open, blood's everywhere, all over his jersey, his face, his hand. And classic 1990, I think it was 90, this is a 1990 or 91, because this is a, this is a 1991 card that I have. Uh, it's you got Nolan Ryan bloodied up, and uh, the name of this card is, this is from uh, Pacific. So Google uh, or eBay search 1991 Pacific Nolan Ryan, and the name of the card is Nolan's a, a Real Gamer. And it's just an epic card. It has this, just knowing that Bo Jackson ripped a fastball off his lip. And then Nolan Ryan's like such a, a classic badass. And he's just like, I'm going to keep pitching. Um, don't take me out. And uh, so, yeah. So it was awesome. Uh, the awesome card to get. Uh, so check that out. Actually, ended up um, getting a whole set of those specific 1991 Nolan Ryan cards. So check those out. And yeah, that'll conclude today's show. I, I'll miss you guys. You can tell I went through like five or six different things here. But um, yeah, thanks for you know following the Instagram page. Make sure you follow Facebook. Check me out on Twitter. Follow there. And then, like I said, eventually I'll have a YouTube page. But I really appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. And all the support, Instagram's pushing almost 1,600 followers. It just keeps growing and growing. But, you know, love the hobby. Love what's going on. Actually having uh, my fourth uh, ever trade and card show right now uh, happening on the first Sunday in May, on May 7th. And uh, it's just awesome, you know, enjoying the hobby and collecting what I love. And so I'll leave you with that today. If you're doing this for money, uh, you will not enjoy it. But if you're doing it for the love of it, and uh, yeah, there's some money to be made during that time too. But if you're just collecting what you love and enjoying it with friends, you'll continue to do this hobby. So thanks guys, and I will talk to you soon.